Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. What do you do when you're not where you want to be in your business or in your life? And when you feel that in big, glaring ways, or even in more subtle ones, how do you come back with more alignment, more authenticity, and more abundance after setbacks, rather than slipping further into doubt, self-sabotage, and struggle? Above all, how do you trust that the path that's unfolding beneath your feet is the right path for you? the one that leads you to fulfilling your ultimate potential. We'll be exploring all of this and more in an intimate five-part limited series that I'm offering here on the podcast during the first week of November. It's called From Heartbreak to Wholeness, How I Overcame Immense Hardship to Create a More Aligned, Authentic, and Abundant Business and Life, and How You Can Too. In it, I'm sharing some vulnerable stories from my recent past along with teachings and practices in service of validating anything that you have also lived through or may be experiencing right now. Starting on October 29th, I'll be releasing one episode each day for five days, and the whole series expires on November 8th, so I encourage you to listen to everything by then. The episodes are short, sweet, and I think enjoyable. I also welcome you to share these with any women in your life who could benefit from hearing them as well. I had a lot of fun creating them, 
and I look forward to sharing them with you. So let's get started. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. 10,000 hell yes. You're probably wondering, Sarah, what the heck or hell? Does that even mean? Not to worry, we are getting there, my friend. But first, let's acknowledge that we're taking our first steps together on this journey from heartbreak to wholeness. And as part of that, in the spirit of growing our wisdom through feminine storytelling, I want to share with you the instigating story that led me even deeper onto my own quite harrowing path of healing and wholeness several years ago. Let's travel back. It was an early February evening in 2016. It was cold. It was dark. It was snowy outside. I was exhausted, honestly, in one of the most stretched places within myself that I'd ever been, which is saying a lot. Here's what I had been up against. My second book, The Book of She, had come out the previous October, so just a few months prior. And its publication felt really celebratory because the process of writing that book was much more challenging than I anticipated it would be. I'm always someone who finishes things on time or even early. And I needed to ask my publisher for not one, but two extensions on the final manuscript. That was really hard to do. I was writing about the modern day version of the heroine's journey which is an inner alchemical process that we all go through or that we have the opportunity to go through if we choose to, that transmutes our greatest inner and outer blocks or obstacles into actual doorways to our true self, to our true power. And the writing of the book of She was a part of that particular leg of my own heroine's journey that I was living. So it was filled with mystery and challenge. And when it finally came into being, I was relieved, I was excited, and I was also quite exhausted. And right on the heels of my book launch, and this is the life of an entrepreneur, I needed to put together a quite extensive launch for my signature year-long program at the time to start to turn my focus back to the other avenues of my business aside from book writing in order to bring in revenue to the business after that period of intensive writing because writing books is not 
a very profitable thing in the short term or sometimes not even in the long term unless you are a hugely best-selling author. So I needed to bring more money in and just to get more energy flowing there overall and just just be re-engaging more with my students, my clients, my community. Now that launch ended up being hugely successful and enrollment for that year-long course closed on February 1st. So I was really relieved. I'd finished my book. I'd launched my book. I had launched this course that I felt really good about. I had a lot of money in my bank account again. And so by the time that early February arrived, I felt like I'd finished running not just one, but multiple marathons, really. And I was beyond ready for a rest. But what was to come was anything but that. And if I could go back in time to that past self, I would just hold her in my arms and just say, dear one, you have no idea what's around the corner. Because what was to come was really the biggest challenge that I have ever faced. One so monstrous that it took my entire life and my entire sense of self, even the way that my body was functioning, it took it all off the rails and it started to hurl me in a completely unknown and undesirable direction because I thought I was moving forward. I thought I was moving towards my dreams and my destiny, but the opposite started happening. So let me tell you more about that. On that early February evening, I took a bath and I got into my pajamas early. I love wearing pajamas as much as I can. And I was just really excited to have a few days off ahead of me to recover from the launch and just start to recover from everything. And I went downstairs to start cooking dinner for me and my then fiance. And as the food was just about ready, he came home. And as he came home, I knew right away, without any words needing to be spoken, that something was really wrong. I need to tell you something, he said. Come sit down. And then he motioned us to our dining room table where we each sat down on either side of it, facing one another, as we did for every meal that we ate together. The dinner I'd cooked was sitting on the stove, starting to get cold. My heart sank into my stomach in those brief moments, and I'm sure that you've had this feeling at times too. I knew at some level that somehow neither I nor my life were going to be the same on the other side of whatever he was about to tell me. So then he continued. He said, I've been having an affair with Lindsay, who was a close friend in our inner circle and a freelancer on the team in my business. And he continued that that had come out in his men's group that night. And because of that, he needed to tell me so that someone else didn't tell me first. My first instinct was to laugh. I just 
really could not grasp how that could even be possible. And I laughed, <laughs> you're kidding, right? And I just looked at him waiting for him to crack a smile. But he stayed very stern and said, no, I'm not kidding. My mind went blank and black and my body numbed. And the only words that could come out of my mouth were, I need you to leave. I don't remember exactly what happened between when I said those words and when he left, which was shortly after that. But I do remember going upstairs and crawling into a corner in my office, leaning against the closet door and tucking my knees into a tight ball against my chest. And at some point, listening to his car fade away in the distance. And as I sat there, kind of frozen and in shock on the floor, the house fell silent and I was alone. While that night will likely remain the biggest shock of my life, sending tremors of destruction through every crevice of my psyche, my day-to-day reality, my career, I wish I could say that I started to recover after that, but I didn't. What happened was this wasn't just a one-and-done event. Rather, it was like a, the first domino being tipped over, causing many other subsequent heartbreaks to ensue over the coming four years. So not only did I not get the rest that I deeply needed, on that February night, but I was being set up for many, many more challenges that were much more exhausting in several years to come. I was 38 at that time, and now in retrospect and through the support of some of my mentors, I now see that span of several years as my own midlife transition. And this is something that we all pass through. It's a potent initiation, like a soul initiation that we can go through if we choose to, or if we say yes to the invitation to shed all the layers of the false personality so that we can allow our true self to shine through, to live and express itself in our day-to-day reality, and so that we can really be primed to do our soul's work, to do the work of our true self here in the world. Now, as I say these words, it sounds simple, but as you likely know, this is not an easy process at all. In fact, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, and at times I really did feel like it was going to kill me. The path that I walked to heal and rebuild myself and my life after all of this definitely wasn't a pre-scripted one. I had to piece together many different practices and perspectives through a lot of trial and error and with a lot of loneliness and despair and confusion added in. 
along with depression, grief, anger, really all the things. My intention in this series and in the journey I am inviting you on beyond this is to distill all that I learned over those years into a more clear, accessible map of healing and becoming for you to use at your own initiatory points in your own journey to help you pass through them with more ease and grace and with more community. Because remember, we're really not meant to do all of this or any of this alone. Now, the first practice I want to share with you in this process comes back to the title of today's episode, which is 10,000 Hell Yes. See, I told you we were going to come back to that. <laughs> One of the practices that most sustained me during those years and which has been a longtime love of mine is walking. For the past few years, I have worn a gold aura ring on one of my middle fingers. And one of the things it does, in addition to tracking things like my sleep, is it also tracks the number of steps I take each day. We've likely all heard the recommendation to aim to take at least 10,000 steps a day for optimal health. I'm a big fan of walking because it is really gentle on our nervous system. So if you have adrenal fatigue or any kind of fatigue, it's, it's really easy on the body and the cross lateral movement of our arms and legs helps to process mental and emotional material while also really gently helping to relieve stagnation in the body and just to get the energy moving because One of the things that can help us the most with any healing process and also just our day-to-day living is really tending to and connecting with our life force. Because what we're doing here is we're aiming for an integrated transformation at all the levels of your being, at the level of your body, your mind, your emotions, your spirit, and also at the relational level in your life. Plus, getting outside in nature and breathing deeply, breathing fresh air always helps to shift our state. Deep breathing and time in nature and movement are potent healing forces. Again, connecting you more deeply with your life force, with your inner wisdom or your essential self, which is what we need in order to heal because our essential self knows how to heal. It knows how to unfurl the path to our right unfolding in this lifetime. So one of the things that I do when I go on my almost daily walks is I listen to inspiring audios, whether it's an audiobook or a podcast, only I often find it challenging to find this kind of inspiring material, especially in the podcast world. There can be a lot of noise out there. And I have a deep hunger for more feminine wisdom to be spoken and shared. Sometimes I like to just listen to a standard podcast and learn some things, but sometimes I'm just really craving something deeper. And maybe you can relate to that. So this was part of my inspiration behind this audio series to help fill this void. And this has been part of my inspiration behind my more public podcast, which I've been offering actually since that time when my book, my second book came out in 2015, 
to, again, really help to fill that void in feminine wisdom and feminine storytelling. So my invitation for you, if you'd like, is to take these talks with you on walks, to move, to breathe, to listen, to allow these words and what they stir in you to penetrate deeper than your rational mind alone. To allow for a more intuitive and natural and alchemical process to start to come alive in you. Because again, this is where the real healing force, the real guiding force lives within us. We have to tap into it. We have to tend to it. So this is the reason behind the 10,000 in the title. And now let's talk more about the hell yes. Another longtime practice of mine has been to have several touch points throughout the year to honestly assess the degree to which I am in or out of alignment in my life. Now, while I do some sort of reflection at the start of each day, at the end of each week, the beginning or end of each month, and I do longer ones at the start of each season, I also have my most extensive reflection and review at the end of each year. During those reviews, one of the things I do is to look at everything in my life, which includes my work, and to ask myself, is this a hell yeah? Or is this a hell no? And ultimately, you've likely heard this teaching too, that if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. Now, in the months following my life falling apart on that February evening in 2016, One day I thought, hmm, if I strive to move my body 10,000 steps every day, then what would happen if I intentionally began to also measure how much alignment I'm feeling each day? In short, we can measure our alignment in the same way that we measure our steps. And as the author Annie Dillard wrote, how we live our days is how we live our lives. So if we're doing this every day, really investigating the degree to which we're in or out of alignment, then ultimately we are going to have an aligned life. And an aligned life is a life of power. It's a life of truth. It's a life of authenticity. And it's a life that only you came here to live or only I came here to live. So from that revelation, this idea of 10,000 hell yes was born. It's simple to do. You don't have to measure 10,000 hell yes, of course. That's a lot of yes. But you could set yourself a daily reminder on your smartphone or smartwatch even, or to put a little post-it note on your bathroom mirror to check in each day and to ask, how aligned am I feeling today? How aligned is what I'm doing right now? How much of my day has been spent in this space of hell yeah? 
So on that day when this practice came into view for me, I thought, if everything is coming tumbling down anyway, when it comes time to rebuild, because that will come, that is a natural part of the creative cycle, then I want to rebuild from a place of deep alignment. And again, that was part of what this midlife transition was about, is clearing away everything that wasn't deeply true for me in order to rebuild from from my authentic self, from my true self, so that that could shine through every crevice of my being, every crevice of my life. So I started looking at everything and asking, is this a hell yeah, or is this a hell no? And that rebuilding was very extensive. And actually, it's it's still continuing. I'm still at the, the tail ends of it. And the creation of this audio series is a reflection of that. This was a hell yeah for me to create. And me sitting here speaking to you these words right now, this is a full hell yeah. So my friend, as we're coming to the end of our first episode on this journey, I'm handing this question over to you. As you take your 10,000 steps listening to these words, or however or whenever you choose to listen, it's all welcome. Do what's right for you. I invite you to also gently do a review of your present day life. What's feeling like a hell yeah? You'll feel it in your body. In my own body, when I feel a hell yeah, it's a feeling of brightness and expansion, especially across my chest. And what's a hell no? Again, you'll feel that in your body. Likely for me in my body, a hell no is the opposite feeling. It's, it's a constriction. It's a tightening in my chest and in my belly. And remember, anything that's not a hell yeah is a hell no. And from there, you can explore then what actions do you need to take? What courageous conversations do you need to have in order to come into deeper alignment? Remember, our true selves can only flow through when alignment is present. They need those containers of truth to enter in and to be embodied within us in our day-to-day lives. Now, take some time to reflect on this. You don't need your life to fall apart like mine did. In order to do this, if that's what happened or if that's what's happening for you, that is 100% okay. But I also want to acknowledge that you may not be in such an extreme season of life as I was in. You may be in some portion of your midlife transition, going through some inner or outer changes, recovering from some sort of a heartbreak or fall from grace, or maybe you just want to hit reset to upgrade some many or even all aspects of your inner being, your life and your work. Maybe you know that more is possible for you and you're, you're ready to get on track for that to come into being. Wherever you are in this process, you are welcome here. And these teachings and practices will serve you to the depth to which you engage with them. Transformation loves our wholehearted engagement with our process. So as you reflect on these things, we'll prepare to meet again in episode two. 
where I'll share more about some shame I experienced after my relationship blew up, along with how I learned to not see everything that happened as a mistake or as a failure, but to see it as a really crucial step on this larger journey that I'm speaking to. And I'll share how you can learn to view your own so-called mistakes in the same light so that we don't get stuck where we are because we feel shame and regret. But above all, remember, stay with this process. Our personal power grows the more that we commit to finishing and following through with what we start. And power is needed. Your power is needed for any great transformation. And I want nothing less than that for you. So I'll see you soon in episode two. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my Sunday journal. It's a weekly newsletter filled with inspiration and reflections about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential to help you become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. You can subscribe at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash journal. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review. It helps others find resources like this. And I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.